0: Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. I'm very happy to announce the extension of our podcast sponsorship, the Ready State Virtual Mobility Coach. Dr. Sturette is a movement and mobility coach for players in the NFL, MLB, NHL, and NBA, plus a doctor of physical therapy. Kelly has created a program called Virtual Mobility Coach. And if you haven't tried this, you got it. It's so simple. Every day, Virtual Mobility Coach gives you the guided videos and walks you through it step-by-step step using Kelly's proven techniques to relieve pain, improve range of motion, and improve performance. Since coming on board as a sponsor, I've had a lot of listeners, including my own clients, my own athletes, who have been using these protocols on a daily basis. And we have seen an increase in recovery from training session to training session. What does that let me do as a coach? It lets me train them a little harder. lets me push them a little bit harder. So you got to try it. It's completely free for two weeks. If you decide to continue an additional 10% off for life, you just have to use the promo code PROJECT10. Again, the promo code is PROJECT10 to use the Ready State Virtual Mobility Coach a sponsor of the Project Fitness Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast, 10-minute how-tos. And in 10 minutes or less, I'm going to teach you how to deal with your own back pain. Back pain is super common. Over 80% of people in North America are going to experience some episode of low back pain at some point in their life. This tends to come up in scenarios like I go to the gym and I hurt my back doing an exercise. bending over, tying my shoes hurt my back. I've known people to throw their backs out from turning on a switch just in their bedroom. It's so common that it's it's almost standard and people are looking for it to happen. So what happens when someone has back pain? Well, the go-to is they book an appointment with their doctor. They go and see their doctor. What does the doctor do? Here's some pain medication. Here's some anti-inflammatories. Rest and it'll get better. They take them. It doesn't get better. Maybe it gets worse. They go back, see the doctor. The doctor says... Okay, you need some treatment. Go get some physical therapy. They go get physical therapy. It doesn't make it any better. It might even make it worse. They get a chiro adjustment. Doesn't always make it better. Might make it worse. They go see an athletic therapist. They get a massage. Sometimes it doesn't make it better. Sometimes it even gets worse. What do you do then? Now, I'm not saying that these forms of treatment do not work. Because I know different healthcare professionals in these positions who are quite successful at helping deal with low back pain using massage therapy using chiropractic care, using physical therapy, but that's not always the case. So what could you do if you fall into that category? Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to identify what is the cause of your pain? What is causing the pain in the low back? If your low back hurts because you had an acute injury, you're in the gym and you're deadlifting, you're like, oh, that hurt my back. My back goes out. Well, right away, you know that deadlifting was the cause the way you did the deadlift. The deadlift itself is not a bad exercise. The way you did the deadlift is what caused the issue. So now you know the movement pattern. Then you've got to look at all the things you're doing in your life and see if it mimics the same movement pattern that you hurt your back with. So these are going to be motions. When you look at different motions you're doing on a daily basis, are you re-injuring or are you replicating the movement over and over again? Because what's going to happen then is you're always going to continually do the same movement and you're not going to heal. A lot of my training in back health comes from Dr. Stu McGill. Dr. Stu McGill is one of the world's best specialists in back health. Dr. Stu McGill has over 100 research studies published. Dr. Stu McGill is the spine guy. There's three common ways to determine what causes back pain. And he breaks it down in postures, motions, and loads. When someone has back pain, he looks at those three common things. And he says, what postures, what motions, and what loads is somebody doing that's making it hurt or triggering it? So, an example would be a deadlift. A deadlift would be the motion. If someone's continually doing a bending over pattern on their day to day basis, bending over tying their shoes, bending over picking things up, they're replicating the trigger that caused the injury. Now, let's look at uh, posture. If somebody hurt their back, say, deadlifting, then posture of being in a bent over position for a duration, such as the way you sit or slouch on the couch, at the office chair at work, sitting in spinal flexion, technically, is what it would be considered. That could be creating an environment not for healing, but for irritating the back injury. And then load, load would literally be the weight that you're lifting, whether it's in the gym or whether it's outside. So if someone bends over and they hurt their back deadlifting, let's say they were deadlifting 200 pounds, well now they have an injury. If they're at home and they have to bend over and grab the garbage can to take out the garbage, let's say the garbage can weighs 100 pounds, that might still hurt the back even though they lifted 200 they injured the back at 200 and now 100 if it still hurts then that load is beyond someone's capacity but if the garbage was maybe 50 pounds they could pull it out with no pain no issues then that would be totally okay so mcgill's protocol that he likes to use first off is identify what are the pain triggers and then remove them so if you know it's going to be postures motions or loads you can work around that standardized assessments for someone with low back pain they're always going to look at flexibility how flexible or how much motion does the spine have? So they might look at things like the reflexes in it. They might look at there's a bending position. They might say, okay, you're tight. You need to do some stretching. That's not always the best case scenario. That's not always the best plan of action. Instead, what you should do, like McGill says, is identify the postures, motions, and loads that bring on pain, and then put in strategies to remove them. Three questions someone can ask themselves. First off is, what causes your pain? What brings on pain? Another question could be, What removes pain, what makes it feel better? And then the third question to ask is, do you have good days and bad days? So if you can identify, first off, what causes the pain, then you want to minimize the amount of that movement that you're doing. So again, this goes back to the motions. If you know that always bending over causes pain, then you have to find different ways to bend over. Most people will bend through the spine. You can learn different techniques to bend through the hips. So just imagine that you're bending over to tie your shoe, and your knees are straight, and you're just bending through the spine. The spine is rounding as you're reaching down towards your foot. That would be an example of bending through the spine if that was the mechanism that caused the back injury you want to move differently if you're listening this now you can try doing what's called a hinge so if you're standing straight up and you want to go and tie your shoe instead of bending through the spine bending over reaching for the shoe put your hands on your thighs unlock your knees now push your hips back as if your hips are leading the movement as you hinge over you have to bend your knees a little bit and your hips go back that's hinging and moving through the hips not moving through the spine. So this is a way that you can still do a tying of the shoe technique, but you change the posture and you change the motion to actually bend over. So you have to identify again, the cause, the movement pattern and then find strategies around it. Things to take away pain. So let's say for example, if someone says, okay, if I just sit for a long time, it hurts my back. And then all of a sudden I get up and I move around and my back feels pretty good. Then you have a strategy you have to minimize the amount of sitting you're doing. If your job requires you to sit for eight hours, let's say you were an office athlete, but you were also allowed to have you know, a 30-minute lunch break and maybe two 15-minute breaks throughout the day, break it up. Each break you have, go for a walk. McGill's research really does show a lot of positive uh, side effects for back health by incorporating these, these daily walks. And he likes to have about 10 minutes. seems to be the sweet spot for him. It's a daily walk with a bit of an arm swing. This causes positive micro-movements at the spine, relaxes the nervous system, and allows the body to feel better moving on. So if you know that sitting is an issue, then a strategy you can put into play is daily walks, especially if that takes away some of the pain. The other question to ask is good days and bad days. The reason why that's a really good question is for someone who has back pain, if every day is a bad day, then you know that you have not found a strategy to make things better. But if on a Monday, your back's pretty bad, and on a Tuesday, your back's not so bad, and on a Wednesday, your back is good, and a Thursday, your back is bad, well, what did you do Tuesday and Wednesday to create a good day? That is going to leave you clues. You have to be a detective when you're dealing with your own back pain. What did I do on this day that made my back feel okay the next day? When you know exactly what that is, chart it down and try to replicate that. It might be that you went for more walks on one day than the other day. It might be on Monday, you sat for 12 hours at work, and on Tuesday, you only sat for eight hours at work. It could be something as simple as hydration. People don't realize this, but dehydrated tissues dehydrate the disc, and there's less space between the vertebrae, and it presses down on disc. and can cause irritation, twingy sensations, and discomfort. If someone has a back injury and they're dehydrated, it can amplify that. So if you're hydrated and you have more space, you got more fluidity, you can move throughout the spine, have more spine motion and feel a lot better. But you have to be a detective. You have to go back and look at what caused pain, what caused a good day and what caused a bad day. And you want to replicate those good days again and again and again. A simple go-to that, that, that we like to use a lot um, when I work with people is I have them do positions that's called a, a prone extension. So if somebody hurt their back in a bending position, so a deadlift, again, it's always a a simple example because a lot of people don't know how to deadlift optimally or properly and they deadlift through the spine and they hurt the spine. So that is a position of spinal flexion, hip flexion to go and grab a bar. So what's the opposite motion? If that hurts you, flexion, the opposite motion would be extension. Now, I'm not going to tell someone with a bad back to stand up and and do a bridge and lean over, over a Swiss stability ball or something. Instead, what you want to encourage them to do is lie on their stomach take their fist, put it underneath their chin, so we can visualize this, I'm lying on the floor, I take one fist, I put it underneath my chin, maybe two, and what, the, what that does is it takes my entire back, and it puts it in a position of extension, just a little bit. It's the opposite of the cause of the injury, it's the opposite posture, it's the opposite motion, extension over flexion. So McGill likes to prescribe people to do three minute holds, minimum two, up to three minutes, in a prone extension. So anytime I deal with someone who has flexion-related intolerances or flexion-related injuries, when they come into the gym and they're a bit flared up, we lie down on the floor. I hit my timer for three minutes and they go into this static extension or prone extension position. A lot of times they can get, butt, they can stand up right away and they feel a definite relief. So now you have another strategy. The key thing here when you're dealing with back pain is don't assume that you're wrecked. Don't let that be your identity. Don't think that just taking painkillers is going to make it go away. Don't think it's in your head. There's always a cause for pain. There's always a cause for pain. You can identify it with with, uh, looking at postures, motions, and loads. Figure out what is causing the pain and then put strategies in play that allow you to handle day-to-day life and create an environment for healing. The back is a magical thing. It can heal itself, but you just have to create that perfect environment. That is our 10-minute how to deal with your own back pain. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast, then your mission is to help other people. Please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life and thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.